Welcome, everybody, back to Talking Gaming in Tech podcast, where we have a number of talking about gaming, talking about tech, talking about pop culture. And D&D. D&D. That's, that's part of gaming and pop culture. That's no, it's that. tech. D&D is tech. Okay. It, it, it can be technical, but sure. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> this week, we have a number of stories from Sony integrating Discord. We got blizzard losing a whole lot of money kind of apex adding deathmatch yeah just what everybody wanted oh <laughs> uh, humble bundle backtracked on charity donation cap plans after backlash so and walmart is supposedly could be maybe making a gaming streaming service because we need more of those. <laughs> I think employees should get it for free. <laughs> if if it's good, if it's like you know, mobile games all the time or something, just don't waste my time. Yeah, so we have the first news on the first remnants, or I guess you could say, sight or view of the quantum internet, which could be really awesome. The very first snippets of it. We also have the Royal Navy is testing using jet suits. <laughs> yes, jet suits. Not rocket, rocket packs. Man. Not rocket packs, jet suits. <laughs> I don't know why they call them jet suits, but hey. Uh, Amazon is now going to be responsible for its third-party products. Well, you're going to see they're having a lot more restrictions on shit, but we'll see. Um, Disney offers a very brief glimpse of its working lightsaber, which is kind of cool. And we have a little bit of news on them shooting the Joker 2, which is pretty sweet. Absolutely one of my best favorite movies of all time. I've, the first one was so good. Ugh. Holy crap. Holy crap. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to guess it's not that good then. No offense. The, the, the one with Joaquin Phoenix. What, yeah. I'm going to guess it's no good. Oh, it's fucking amazing. What, holy the, Nate, one in a million times you've been you've been right. Well, you were right about Ready Player One, so you will never be right again. T- just take the joke. Take any comic book, basically, and take away all the flash of comic books and take every aspect of it and make it in ground it in reality. So and what you're saying, saying make it a book. is take what makes comic books, comic books out of it, <laughs> steal a character and then tell me a story I don't care about. Well, yeah, I'm it's, well, it's a story about mental, mental illness. Yeah. Which would have been that, like I said before, that movie could, it could have been a good movie if it had nothing to do with the Joker. You didn't even have to call. It could be called a comedian. Here's the thing: he lives in New York City. If the <laughs> sequel, if the sequel turns him into the full-fledged Joker, then I'll be willing to watch the first one because I'll consider the first one as an origin story. Well, he he is, right, he did become right. he does become the Joker at the end. But anyway, um, no, I just like the fact that like as an adult, I liked comic books as a kid, but I want something grown up. I don't care for the Flash. I don't care not the Flash character, just the flashiness. I don't want the colors, the bright colors. I don't want any of that crap. I want something fucking grounded. Yeah, ground. This from the guy who's been bitching for three sessions that he doesn't have enough flashy gear to give him better armor. 
<laughs> he doesn't care about Flash at all. <laughs> hey, or the, or the one that loves Star Wars. The saddest bunch of flashy bullshit ever made. Space, space opera is something else. That's my point. Yeah. How much does he love Star Wars? Enough to stay up late every Saturday night and play Star Wars D&D? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. So those are the stories we have going on this week. And then the question is, what the hell has been going on over here with the Grim and the Bazinga? Uh, let's see. I finished up all of the loot and the the random loot tables and random encounter tables for the next for the finish of this chapter that we're on mm -hmm. all the way up. It's going to be like 10 to 15 sessions before you get to the end of it. But I finished all that up, put together the big end of chapter shit. Um, then I played a lot of Apex just not playing that shitty mode they added there was some other shit i did too oh yeah i started reading uh ready player two which is not bad but a little preachy other than that nothing really it's a good book it's just not as good as the first one well the the problem with the second book i have so far is like i said preachy like every chapter and a half uh, say every hour and a half in the book i get like a two minute social justice diatribe at me and it's just it's getting freaking annoying they introduce a new character and i'm like oh cool so this character is this character oh and then they're like oh well change the sex his sexual identity I was like all right whatever cool but then they went on like a 19 minute section in the audiobook explaining to me like all of this that had nothing to do with anything about the story of the book at all as if they were trying to educate me on this. And I'm like, I don't care. All I care about is the character. I care about the story. I don't give a shit about this background stuff. Yeah, it's like good for them. That's that's great that they Yeah, because it was it, they had, the, life the, story. the background <laughs> the background of the character had nothing to do with the story at all. So like they gave me the parts that meant something, but the parts that didn't they gave me like the background of the character was like a minute. Then they gave me 19 minutes of shit that has nothing to do with the character that won't affect the book at all. And it just sounded like I was sitting down for a lecture and I hate when shit lectures me. I don't care. Hey, I listen to lectures. Yes. You know what when I, I want yes, to his freaking book. <laughs> if I'm going to listen to a lecture, I want to listen to like, I'll get on and watch like a documentary about history. All right. No, but I mean, actual, I, no, I mean, actual college lectures. I I will never listen to a comic. Like <laughs> I've seen some. I have seen some shit that makes me laugh at some of these professors. <laughs> no, there's some brilliant ones though too. Yes, there <laughs> are. Of course, there are. But I, I I watch a lot of Jordan Peterson stuff, and I watch him tear these idiots apart hmm. that are supposed to be teaching children. But let's not get on that because I don't want to <laughs> get us banned, dude. But yeah, that, like I just the book is great. I just hate when they stop to preach to me. Just keep going with the story. You're doing a great job with the story. I like the new character, but I don't need to be preached about what they believe or perceive as the reality of the future hmm. in that regard. Like the, the, the book is based on a like pretty much a post-apocalyptic world. It's falling apart. And they spend 15 minutes preaching to me about something that's not going to matter if that world collapses and burns away. Hmm. I well, just, I you got the brief snippet already. Well, has... Parzival, has Parzival turned into a complete fucking dick? 
he wasn't technically a complete dick. Well, See, that's the problem. That no, that's a point of view because I'm at. Let's see, I'm. It says I'm. I'm halfway through. I would say. And no, he's. That's the. That's the thing that I knew you were going to say. That it's. Just because he disagrees with her doesn't mean he's a prick. Like the whole. Oh, the whole crux of this. Going after trolls. No, no. Are you kidding me, dude? That's what I did in Warcraft. Like in World of Warcraft, I we had a we had a a for they had forums, right? And we had a page for our in for our guild. And we were the top guild on Blood Scalp when the game first came out. And there was an ally guild called Heavy Hitters who was the other top guild on the ally side. Mm -hmm. And we would recruit in this forum and we would get trolls coming on there to run their mouth about our guild and our guild leaders. And me and a couple of the members of our guild would check that shit at night when we got ready to play. And then we'd go out and find their characters and we'd camp the fuck out of them mm -hmm. until it was time to raid. And then we'd camp the fuck out of their raids so they couldn't raid. <laughs> and we would do this for hours on end. No, but you're not a celebrity, though. I don't care, <laughs> dude. Oh. If I was him, I would maybe I wouldn't have destroyed everything they had. But if I was him, I would have I would have hunted them down in game and and killed them a couple of times for fun. I wouldn't zero them completely out, but I'd fuck them up. It yeah, maybe, but yeah, but, yeah, but like he, he like zeroed their accounts, though. It was bad. Well, some of them deserved it, I bet. Yeah, but just like they deserve it, they don't understand. Like like people don't understand always what they're doing. Okay, that's fine, but I, I knew you'd be on that side because, like, I listened to the early end of the book and I got to the end and I was like, "She's right, but he's right." But her basically telling them that they're fucking stupid because they don't agree with her is just ignorant bullshit because she doesn't know what what all this could do. She doesn't well, know yeah. for sure, and the, she's like, ba she basically dumps him because he refuses to agree with her on one thing. And he got heated and said some shit wrong, but so did she. That's the whole point of the thing. Like, no one's right or wrong in this situation. But I had a feeling you would immediately pretend that he was wrong. Well, yeah, I did more side with you. Know. But no, because I've been there. And when people troll, sometimes you want to slap them around and teach them a lesson. Maybe he went too far sometimes, but they still deserved a, a good smack around. For sure. Hmm. Especially the people they were talking about that were like, intentionally trying to like destroy his reputation and try to make it look like he's a they were basically trying to destroy him as the leader of that company and ruin his livelihood that he earned not exactly well yeah dude that's a he made that he did that himself by becoming the troll hunter he gave himself that bad image yeah, which, but they were, which but actually they could have cost him his career yeah, but they they could have done it too. That's what I'm saying. No, they couldn't have. They could, yes. They, do you not listen to modern? Do you not look at modern society? Mm. Even people who don't fight back get canceled, dude. Henry Carville almost got canceled for literally nothing, and he didn't even defend himself, and he still got worse. <laughs> like he had two choices: let them keep going until they destroy him, or fuck up and destroy himself. But either way, he was moving in that direction because the sentiment out there was he was an asshole. And no matter what he did, they were going to push that on him because they were jealous of what he had accomplished. Well, yeah, I know. So these but, people yeah. were eventually going to drag him down. The, the, I like people say ignore them, but there's always eventually they will drag you down. The, they grows. You know what I mean? It gets worse mm. and worse. All you have to do is look at like the mo 
the last election. Whether you like Trump or not, when it started, when he started running, half of America did not hate him as much as they did after he won. They spent months upon months upon months and years upon years turning him into the devil. So he, so even if he didn't defend himself, by the end of it, he still would have been the devil in their eyes. There was no winning. That's how they. That's basically what it is with that with the troll group on that in that book. They were gonna slander his name until the rest of like, what do you call it, the the oasis believed that he was a piece of shit, whether he did it or not. Yeah, I don't know. Movements grow, dude. That's how it works. No. I mean, go look at YouTube. You can find anybody who shits on someone for like years on end. And once they get traction, it gets worse and worse. Look at Joe Rogan. Hmm. Half the country hates him. Half the country thinks he's a Republican. He's not. He's not. He's not even close. Yeah. Half the country does because he said one wrong thing five years ago. And since then, the people that he pissed off have been slowly attacking him and building steam. And now everybody thinks he's an asshole. Well, no, I wouldn't do that. I don't know. Well, not everybody, but you know what I mean. Like the left considers him a supporter of Hitler. I've heard people say that. (laughs) Yes. I'm I'm not kidding. I've heard him being called a Nazi before. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's ridiculous, dude. No. Move on. You're getting me heated. Okay. (laughs) So anyway, uh, anyway, Bazinga, we go over what you did. Uh, Listen to me fucking rant. (laughs) I haven't been, I've been just so, uh, worn out with work that I, I don't even know what I've done this week. <laughs> it's just been a stressful mess this week. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Not much. No I've been able to I've been wanting to play more of uh the golf game, but I just haven't have not had time. The golf game? Yeah, uh PGA tour. Oh, okay. That's in the only golf game. Pretty mm-hmm. much. Almost it's like a mini golf. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Nothing much. So I didn't do, I didn't play, well, I played mostly StarCraft. Uh, but. Oh, yeah, to, Justin wants to play StarCraft. Yes, I know. Anyway, so we'll get to that a little bit. So I didn't, but I did head to New Hampshire. That's why I was not really gaming as much. Did you quarantine? No. There's oh, no God. Way. Papa Biden's going to come after you, dude. <laughs> Don't you know he's got to talk to you sternly like you're a dumb child? Just, uh, no, it was actually pretty awesome uh, where I was, so, which was pretty sweet. It was very relaxing. And I walked, like, well, I'll get into that in the second half. But anyway, um, let's get into these first topics. So PlayStation is now, because we got that whole debacle with Discord earlier. Like like the last few podcasts with Microsoft possibly buying Discord, the Discord's going ah uh, no, we're not going to sell. Um, so Sony is now going to possibly integrate Discord into PlayStation. No, this is a partnership though. This isn't buying them out. Yeah. No, no, yeah, this, yeah, it is yeah. partnering with Discord just to get like integrate, which is great because okay, games got to realize there no matter what game it is, their integrated mics suck. Balls. Yes. You yeah. want to know why? Because that's not a priority. Wait, you're. Well, hold not... up. No, it's a priority for most. It's just not a priority for certain companies like Activision and EA. 
and a couple others. They don't care about making their shit run well. Um, well, but the reason there are why... companies that do fine with their with their shit, dude. Some do, but like the reason why is because they're focusing on the game and the game development, the mechanics, and the playability stuff like that. The the mic, the voice chat stuff. It's probably some little back corner office that doesn't have a window. Hey, work on the mic thing, guy. Okay. <laughs> like that's probably what it is. Like, like there are certainly certain companies that do that do a good job and work to make sure. It's just a lot of them don't care because when you work for a company that can destroy one of the biggest video game companies in the world in a matter of years, who the hell is going to care? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm making fun of Activision. Mm. No, it's true. Oh, I've been watching GSL too. Forgot about that. Hold oh on. yeah, old old GSL though. Old GSL, like 2010, dude. I don't remember who won any of these tournaments. It's great. Wings of Liberty GSL. Yeah, dude. Jeez. Yep. Good old Wings of Liberty. <laughs> Back when I knew how to play. Oh, Apex and... Mike messes up a lot too. It's it's just weird because like. You're talking, and then it goes to load the game, and it just all goes completely quiet. And then, like, it comes back, and Grim's in mid-conversation. You have no idea what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) Don't even bring up freaking Apex, because these dumb sons of bitches can't even patch their game correctly. Hey, the, the the new hero can fly. Yeah, I know. I've been playing. I don't know how long they can fly for, though. It doesn't matter, matter because I've come to the conclusion that the only thing that's the only thing worth ever playing is Blood Hunter because he's literally the most broken champ in the game. And I honestly think they I think they buffed him because his his um radar literally comes up five seconds after it runs out. He, they know Blood Hunter, Blood Hunter. The, whatever his name is. The one you use. Oh, Bloodhound. Yeah, yeah, the one I use. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's up literally constantly. You cannot flank this team at all if they have one on there. Hmm. It's ridiculous. It used to be long. It was like 15 seconds or something. No, it's not long enough at all. Hmm. Not Hmm. for what it gives you. Just. No. But just in general, like, obviously... The goal is to obviously bring disparate experience to PlayStation, which would be great because it's just so much more useful. It's reliable. Um, people I, already I th- have. Yeah, I think they should all do it. Yeah, they all need to do it. Um, people already have their chat groups at Integrate Witcher, which is usually people they play with all the time. Everything's already done for it. I mean, it'd be so much better. It would just, work out. Especially with all this uh, um, crossplay. Yeah, with all the exactly. cross-gen stuff, if everybody can have their own Discord, oh, it would be so much easier. Like, just playing with Todd alone, you know? He could play... We could have been playing these games before if they had Discord on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I think this is a huge step forward, which might have not been able to happen if Microsoft bought them. Mm-hmm. Oh, it definitely wouldn't happen. So. And, and Microsoft would have called it, like, MS Chat or something. Yeah, and it would have died off, yep, and it would have died, it. and something else would have came came around that was just we'll like this. Move Discord. back towards Ventrilo. <laughs> oh, somebody's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Ventrilo is the greatest thing ever. I used to like Ventrilo, but that, that's like bringing it back. And right Team there. Speak and all that yeah. shit. Never really yeah. used Team Speak, but Vent, Vent, I use Vent a lot. Huh. So, Humble Bundle backtracked on a charity donation cap plans after a backlash. Hmm. So, what the heck's going on here? I didn't check. I don't remember the CMS. So, what happened was they were going to change it. So, where, so when you when you buy games uh, in a Humble Bundle, you can choose how much of it goes to each charity. Oh, okay. And how much of it will go to the dev, the developers. Yeah. So they changed it so you can only choose so much of the charity and then 15% goes straight to the developers or something like that. Yeah. And uh, people, I guess people flipped out they, they so much that they made a blog post saying, we want to thank everyone for their recent constructive feedback about sliders. We will be turning sliders back on today for all customers and we'll be exploring updates on how they were used in the future and input from our incredible community. With input from our community. In other words, we bow down to you greedy bastards. Please stop yelling at us. Well, what no, no, it's was... to the, the buy us. To the to us. Not yeah, to that's you. what I, I know. Why are people complaining that devs are going to get 15% of the cut? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Why are you complaining that you might pay the devs to make these games? Yeah, so it says... So it says after deciding how much to pay for a bundle, customers would only have been able to earmark 5 or 15% for charity with most of the payment going to publishers. Uh, I have a little secret for you. The outrage isn't because of the charity thing, because most of these people don't donate to charity. <laughs> they just want a virtue signal about it. Yeah, they just want the games. but They don't care like they're pretending I guess to care. The... They're like, oh, I, I got this humble bundle with first $25. I wanted to make $20 towards the charity. But they don't really, they don't do that $20, though. That's the thing. These people are the people that give like a dollar to buy the thing. <laughs> and then they're mad. They're like, well, I wanted that dollar to go to charity. You didn't really care at all in the first place. You just put a dollar so you wouldn't feel like a dick. <laughs> but you're still a dick. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Um, <laughs> Speaking as someone who's never bought a single humble bundle, I have. I don't like indie games, dude. No, I've bought more than one. There's not always indie games <laughs> yeah, on there. There's only indie. certain. There's only certain indie games I like. They had. Uh, we don't use it anymore, but they had uh, the uh, Vegas on there again. No, they did. Yeah, it's, some YouTubers still use that. Actually, it's still there now. <clears throat> Yeah, it's not a bad program. Uh, it just doesn't do as much as like Resolve or like Adobe does. Yeah, but the first one you get is Music Maker Score Edition. I don't know what that's all. About. That could be kind of cool. Oh yeah, but it's it's if you don't make music yourself, type of thing. Like I don't. Yeah, think but... you can play guitar into it and stuff. Yeah, you lose sounds. Of the yeah, but you... yeah, but yeah, but those sounds. Virtual yeah, instruments are... and bleh. yeah, but you can always yeah, but I know plenty of people that use that. There's even bands that use that stuff. No, um, I know, and what I they, know. But... And what they do is actually record riffs or parts of the song and then add that to it mm -hmm. separately and make it its own loop, and then they'll go ahead and. I don't know. I'm. When it comes to that, I'm old school. <laughs> 
Yeah, but it's about integrating. Like, for instance, like... Oh, yeah, no, I have no problem with adding stuff in, but a lot of people just make all the music with that. Yeah, because that's an art form, too, though. Yeah. Like, the same, the same thing is with, like, like people get mad, like, there's weird... There's some people on the fence, like, oh, well, only real art's done with, like, real hand and real pen and real paper. No. It's there's some crazy digital, art done with dig, tablets Digital now. Digital art is just as hard and is just as technical as a real with a real pen or a real paintbrush they're both just as hard there's no difference in difficulty they take just as much skill yeah, but the, I, one's I, a digital I, medium i can't agree with you because then i'd be forced to admit that some rap music is talent and i don't agree <laughs> well no that's not okay so that's a whole nother like you get into or it's an like, art form to steal someone else's well, music and change it around slightly well no like for instance like that's getting into like the thing, like an editor, like using auto correct, auto color correct. It's like that's ridiculous. That's not doing anything. That's not talent. That's not realizing what the scene needs. That's not realizing what what colors it actually needs in the scene. It's just allowing a computer to decide that. Um, that's that's why, not like, talent. That's like a music auto tuning should be fucking illegal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's nothing worse than these untalented uh, singers nowadays with auto tune. Thanks, Cher. Oh my god, all Appreciate the rappers it. with the goddamn auto tune. You have no talent. Yeah, zero. Well, that's <laughs> zero. not even how auto tune is supposed to work. It's it's <laughs> not for that. They probably found that sound out by accident when they couldn't sing. Like <laughs> they, they, their talent is so low that they can't even use auto tune correctly. Yeah. <laughs> um. And it's funny because like I was watching this documentary one. This is a while ago. I didn't know this. You know, Mill. Like obviously everybody knows the whole story about Millie Vanilli. They caught lip syncing. Oh, it's yeah, funny yeah. because the, almost all the bands still do it to this day. What they did and they got caught. Yes. For. They all still do it to this day. And it's funny because Millie Vanilli, they're both activists for anti-auto-tune uh, now. Uh, one of them died, but yeah. Yeah, no, but, they, but the other one still does. Do you know why? Do you know the real reason why Millie Vanilli got destroyed? It was because we were tired of their fucking music. <laughs> well, And it was the reason. That's it. Well, no, but like they we got- We wanted uh, to forget their number. All these pop stars do that exact same thing to this day. It's never changed. They still okay. are fake. They're still fake. Well, it, 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 well pop stars that, are like, what, a lot of times, like like unless you go to like one of their concerts, uh, like when they when they perform on like the Super Bowl or they perform at uh, like on some TV show or something. Most of the time, it's lip sync. It, dep it, 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 dep it depends on who and they in the are studio, the it's all it's all produced because oh yeah, yeah, is yeah. the thing that people care about in music nowadays. But that's not Humble Bundle. <laughs> oh, no, no, but we can spin this back because you know what Humble Bundle is? Humble Bundle is a great thing that tends to put a lot of indie games on it. And I don't like indie games because people are up their own ass about how good they are when they're not as good as they claim them to be. Well, no, but the reason back why all back around. Games... The reason why it's indie games is because these indie developers offer, hey, you can go put my game on there. I don't, that be your money's going to go going to a good cause. Here, have a couple hundred keys. Hold up, that's not why they're putting it on there. That that that's the illusion. Let's get if we really want to get into this for a minute. The the illusion of indie games, and again, I like certain ones. I played. I like I like Axiom Verge. I like. It's nothing wrong with indie games. They're all games. But the illusion that the media has convinced you to believe is that indie games are this big success success story. For the every one guy. successful indie game, there's a hundred 
not successful, overhyped shit games that people pretend are great games. Well, that's hmm. like with like VR games. Like, there's yes. not many triple. There's barely any triple A title. Like, I could only imagine how good a real ground up triple A title of a VR game would be, such as Half Life, Alex or whatever. The, that was fantastic, but there aren't that many. And because Johnny has a uh, an Oculus Quest, and the games he's got are just so so basic and it's like. Indie. I've said before, <laughs> the thing that gets me, pissed me off about indie games is not the actual games itself. It's the fellatiating of all these people that make them. <laughs> okay. In terms of like, word. <laughs> well, I thought it was much better than, you know, <laughs> but that, okay. that's, the thing that, that's the thing that annoys me. Like, for example, the guys who do bastion transistor those are oh, good yeah. games but these people review them like they're the second coming of christ and i'm like dude they're taking things you used to do in the 90s and turning it 3d these yeah. games existed before they were 2d platformer and adventure games this stuff has been done before but now they're just doing it with a new style and people are like you guys are gods I'm a, oh my god phil fish you are amazing Phil Fish made a Flash game with puzzles in it. Stop and it giving was a... me these free these games for free that God, I've already had fifteen times already. Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, it's not a bad game, but you act like he was literally the second coming of Christ. Like he was gonna like they they act like Jonathan Blow is gonna change gaming because he made a couple of interesting puzzle games. I know a guy who makes Sudoku shit. Should I be impressed when he makes a new Sudoku? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> like I understand it just it infuriates me that's what I hate about indie games it infuriates me dude and then the ones that are really creative you never see I know nobody who's reported on this Tailspire game I told you guys uh, I think I told Bazinga about it mm. it is basically Minecraft designed to to build D&D campaigns in yeah it's something like I'm not saying I know I'm a fanboy for D and D, but it, it's something you have never seen before in that in that regard, and nobody's talking about it because it's not made by one of their freaking social justice like San Francisco studios. So I've seen nobody reporting about this. The studio's like a nobody studio that no one's ever heard of. Hmm. So they're not the indie game that anybody cares about. But if Phil Fiss's name was on it, they'd be talking about him being a god. <laughs> Look, he broke the system. He created D and D. No, he didn't. Shh. Yes, he did. Didn't he? Is what well, he's the guy that did Fez. Yeah, that's the only game. Has he come out with anything else since? He he claimed he left the gaming industry because they don't deserve him. What? And the people that play games don't deserve him. Wow. And the reality is, it's rea the reality is he knew he he topped out, dude. This is the guy. All right, I know okay. we're, we're we're real off track here, but yeah, like, humble right. bundle. <laughs> the, the humble bundle. I could go right. I can wrap this back around. All right, my hatred of indie game indie games is partially biased and mean because it comes from one specific video clip from like ten years ago, and it was um it was Zoe Quinn, um Phil Fish. Jonathan Blow and someone else, and they were up there talking, and this Japanese guy said, the Japanese devs in Japan have seemed to lost their way. What advice would you give them to help 
make games better for their because they, they had in that time frame they weren't making great games wow. phil fish leaned forward and said japanese game developers make dog shit and i don't really think there's any talent over there to make games wow and then but then all four of them laughed and uh, john blows like Jonathan blows like well he's being mean but he's 100 right you guys don't make good games and i'm like you four nobodies combined haven't sold enough copies to beat a game that bombed from a Japanese dead. And yeah. you're going to run your mouth? And ever since then, I've had a jaded chip on my shoulder against indie devs. And it, they don't deserve it because they're not all like that. But it was like this cabal of assholes who thought they were king shit because the industry media told them that they are the everything and no one else matters but them. Man, we need to bring back Indie Initiative. Like, like we should grim <laughs> dude we should and we should try out tailspire because if we were already playing a D campaign i would make you all buy this to play D on hmm. it looks cool as hell Dave. i'm gonna send you a clip so you can see it all right, all right. so sorry we got sidetracked but people love ranting so hopefully <laughs> no that's that's fine yeah anyway uh let's get into blizzard so blizzard losing millions of players across all platforms so Activision's latest financial results reveal that Blizzard lost another 2 million players across all its games in just three months, spotted by the massively OP Blizzard Monthly. Um, active users fell 29 million in February of Q4 of 2020 and 27 million in the quarter uh, quarterly results. Um, so, yes. And just in general, like that's a lot. But what's funny because, okay, it says this is weird because if I didn't actually see those other articles um, and listen to multiple podcasts with actual numbers from StarCraft, right? Yeah. This is wrong. So uh, it's not across all their games. StarCraft 1 remastered and, and StarCraft 2 have higher numbers than they've ever had. Um, and that's an actual fact as of right now. Yeah, but how's that making them money? It's not oh, making it's not making them as any talk, new money. This is talking about losing millions of play all oh, players. Never yeah, mind. they're they're My losing bad. players. They're My losing players. <laughs> they're losing players on what do you call it? probably Overwatch for one. Overwatch has pretty much dropped off. No, I can I can explain um, why they're and probably players. Diablo. I can explain why they're losing players, and it's not actually Activision, although Activision is to blame for some of it. It's, and this is going to be. It's basically the developers that took over after like Mike Morheim and all these other guys left. Yeah. The reason why these games are losing their players is because what happens when you chase the casual market? What's the casual market? You can look at phone games to get my point here. The, the phone games are all about, well, they're on top for a couple months and then they fade and another one comes out, right? Yeah. When you chase the casual, you're in it for a quick buck. You don't mm -hmm. have hardcore fans. The reason why World of Warcraft keeps dying is because that game is so goddamn casual now that if I was to resubscribe and level up to max level and get in a guild, it would take me one, maybe two runs to learn the content enough to run mythic dungeons in that game. Mm -hmm. it, it is so simple now that it takes no work at all. Has that, um, has that come out yet where you said you were going to like just disappear? I didn't even, uh, the, the Burning Crusade thing? No, it hasn't come out yet. Uh, and I don't know if I'm going to because of the D&D &D stuff. Uh, um, there, uh, Heroes of the Storm 
couldn't retain an audience because Heroes of the Storm is like League of Legends for for idiots. Yeah. It's fun, don't get me wrong. We can have a blast playing that, but it's a it's so dumb that if you put any hardcore effort into it, you're going to be bored in a week. Yeah, but there was a time I was playing that like all the time and I got fucking bored playing it. Yes, it was... once you get once you get to a point you get bored. Um Overwatch is the same way. That game is far less skill based than it was when it started, and it's far. It was never really skill based in the first place. The, the hitboxes are ridiculous. In that oh, the hitboxes game. are fucking stupid. Like you can't keep a fan base if everything's easy. And people are like, "Oh, that's accessibility. I want my games to be easy." Good for you, douchebag. I'm gonna play this game for six months. I want it to have enough depth so I can swim out deeper into it and learn it more. Yeah. Not because I want to um gate keep i'm not yeah. looking to gatekeep asshole because i know that's what you're thinking out there there's the people out there thinking you're a gatekeeper no it's yeah, not yeah. what i'm thinking no I but just, just it want just... it it's like this we're climbing a hill with stairs on it if my goal is to climb that hill i want the hill to keep like to go and give me a workout while you're down there going i need three steps because i don't feel like climbing up any more steps it's that's what it is. It's like it's like a chain of skill you have to learn to play a game effectively. And if the chain is three things to learn and then you're good, you burn out and you don't want to play it anymore. It's a yeah, it's a feeling and a sense of achievement. Yeah, dude, I'm still freaking playing Apex. I've been playing it for like three months every day for like three hours a day. Hmm. And I'm not getting bored with it because although the mechanics are simple, learning how to outplay people never ends. Yeah, but like for instance, like I can point out with StarCraft, like if I'm playing StarCraft, like I'm playing StarCraft a lot lately. Um, if I'm in a match, I had a match recently where a guy actually did uh close to the same build I I was doing, and he came forward first and I held him off for so freaking long, uh, to a point where I finally hurt his economy enough where I could push out. And that's actually rewarding because it's fucking tough to stay alive. That and actually, then actually push back. That actually proves my point about like difficulty. Like, the, the popular strategy games now are simple-minded shit. Mm. They're not deep like StarCraft that requires months of learning to get good at. Mm. It, that's basically the problem with with Blizzard's games right now. Because even Call, even Call of Duty is fucking simple-minded. How long does it take for you to learn to understand the game? I mean, it sure, it takes you forever to get good because people are savage. But oh, it's yeah. not like you have to learn any mechanics. Mm. That shit, it takes you five minutes to go, okay, so if I pick up that purple gun, it will have better recoil than the, the yellow gun. I mean, the, the white <laughs> one. All right, fine, let's roll. <laughs> that's all you need to learn. Yeah, fix, yeah. That's... Fix your armor whenever you can and kill shit. That's it. So, I it's know. sad. So I don't think, like, obviously, but the thing is, they're hoping, they're still making a good, a huge, fucking huge chunk of money, though. They're not losing any money. Um, but they're hoping to pull back players with Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 and Diablo 2 uh, Resurrected. I guarantee you Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 are shit and the the Diablo Resurrected will be cool, but people are going to try and screw that up. Mm. They are going to try to make it simple-minded and easy. I mean, they they, even, they did it with, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, World of Warcraft, uh, Warcraft Classic. You can go on that forum right now, and you'll see you'll see a bunch of casuals bitching about about 
shit that they have to do to do anything. Why do I have to level the max level? Why do I have to have this level of gear? Just stupidest shit complaining about. <laughs> it just doesn't make any freaking sense. So it is, though. I mean, this is just tough. I don't know. I don't know, but I am very happy that StarCraft, StarCraft 2 are doing super well right now. So, and that Frost, that gives hope for Frost Giant for when they finally get finished with their game that they're going to be super successful. So, I hope so, dude. Mm. I need a new strategy game. I'm hoping for a game is with as good of a story and as as complex a strategy as StarCraft. So, but we'll see. And I'm really, really hoping they use the ec the economy system that StarCraft uses. Uh, I want them to come up with something new, but I think it's the best one out of any RTS, though. Well, I want it to be close, but I'd like something new. I dropped a video for that Tailspire thing. Check it out. It's actually quite amazing. All right, so Epic versus Apple lawsuit is going on still right now in this whole thing going on. Uh, and supposedly during this whole thing, it was confirmed that Walmart was working on a cloud gaming service. Uh, so Apple rule, yeah, for the iOS apps, yeah. What people are willing to do to get Fortnite on mobile back. Okay, so confidential emails, including an exhibit what do you call it? In the trial, for instance, have confirmed that in 2019, rumor that was that Walmart was potentially, possibly still in the workings on its own cloud gaming service. Ed Matt, he said that Ed Matt and I met with Walmart executives to hear their blind pitch. We didn't know they'd be pitching a streaming service. And it was integrating Epic Games co founder. Intriguing. Mark, intriguing. Yeah, intriguing. <laughs> intriguing. Uh, intriguing. Mark Ryan wrote in 2019, he said they played the demo on Android phone with an Xbox controller. And the experience, he said, felt like uh, playing on a PS4 and what do you got, or Spirit playing gaming on Android, yeah. Compared to the Android version. So they said it, it felt really smooth, pretty much. Uh, they also moved to the laptop for more of a real-time video stream, hopped from the phone to the laptop, and they said it instantly actually worked pretty well. They got to remember, they're playing this on a closed system, too. Are you pumping up a mobile game? No, 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 no. This is this is something like Stadia that Walmart is supposedly creating right oh, now. Oh, okay, okay. Because I would have to kill you. <laughs> um, and they said again, it's vastly superior to playing it on what do you call it? His daughter's lap. What do you call it? Basically, playing a regular game on the Surface Pro because the Surface Pro is not. It's a decent little laptop, but it does not have a lot of power. When you could be playing a streamed game, um, but they're playing it within a streamed like ecosystem too. It's in a there. It's a build tiny little basically they set up their own network to do this uh which means it wouldn't work as well like over a network because they said oh it flawlessly went one to the other yeah that's great in a perfect world but the real internet has some lag it, well it also says here that they suggest seem to suggest that walmart's system was superior to google stadia and, yes oh and, wow and NVIDIA awesome. geforce now service yeah, no, the reason why, because this is what this is what I want. I brought this up for an article because after I read it, is because they made all these points and statements. And I'm like, because you were using it in a closed system. NVIDIA well, would about, easily freaking outperform anybody in a closed you? system. So you're better than Stabia, the thing no one's playing. Yeah. No, but Whoopsie easily. Do. No, okay, so 
the thing about okay, state uh, Nvidia Nvidia GeForce thing is actually the best one that I've ever used. That thing is flawless. It is like the least lag out of all of them I've tried. Yeah, but here's the thing, Nate. Let me know when those servers have enough people to actually put some crunch on it before you can tell me this. No, I'm no, just tired of hearing about these streaming services that have a fraction of the people on those servers than even like a game like League of Legends has on it at any mm. one time. No, no, not totally. Yeah, but that's not the point of this. Yes, um, but the, the service might work, but it works in a because there's such a limited amount of people on it at once. You let me know when that thing's got like 20 million people on it at once, and I'll tell you if it still works as well, or if it's going to start having late, latency issues. Well, no, but okay. So I've used a lot of these to try them out, and they work fairly well. Like Nvidia GeForce works the best out of all of them. Um, but the problem here, what they're pointing out with this thing is, oh, it works so well. They they demoed this in a closed network. You know how well Stadia would work in a closed network? The amount of the amount of power Stadia has behind it. Stadia's actual computers and the interface has like tripled the amount of Nvidia's GeForce service. Wait a minute, are you still trying to defend Stadia? Were you reading? Were you reading that this is a closed network though? This was it a closed is- demo. This was because I don't know. Remember the original rumor years ago? Oh no! This no, was no. This, this was a closed okay. demo. Um, that they set up an own network and server and stuff. They actually used the uh, demo though. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, also not including server lag. And... So this was this was what not this was not an open system. Um, so the fact that this article is trying to point out, oh, they, 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 it was superior to GeForce and superior to this. No, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't even freaking close, probably, because if they actually tested this on a real network across the country, it probably would be slow as shit. Um, like well, a lot of. To, I'm trying to decipher what this says. It says. Uh, was superior to Google Stadia, writing that and that it and Nvidia GeForce Now service run on Windows and support the Epic Launcher directly. Versus Google is a complete port over to a new operating system and platform with their own APIs. Yeah. And and they uh, there's a document that includes elements of Walmart's presentation that just touches on how the company is positioned to win in digital gaming. And it says that uh, hardware content agnostic value proposition utilize scare of Walmart's traffic relationship with publishers trusted retailer and gaming for decades established platforms have a cannibalization dilemma and they have like all these things like uh, total Walmart shoppers who yep. play games on smartphones or tablets who play games on PC who play games on console is like 53% or something like that. It's just funny. They just have this whole thing. What sets us apart? Open ecosystem content and device agnostic. No walled garden. One-stop shopping no. brings all launchers in one place. <laughs> yeah. Because they want you to, they want to give you ads to go to their store or yeah. shop on oh, their yeah, website yeah, yeah. or do online grocery shopping. That's all it is. It's a bunch of crap. It's low, absolutely a bunch of crap. Low touch, no work needed on developers end. Third-party support, stream button option, flexibility, physical stores, demos and trials, merchandising, highly curated experience on the .com app and in-store. <laughs> they could even do it with their Walmart Plus, whatever it is. Uh, merchandising, affordable, no investment required, reliability, the li- li- liquid li- liquid sky team. I didn't know if it was li- Liquidski. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I was like, how did I say that? Our tech has been in the works for years. Gaming at 120 FPS. 
It's just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, gaming, yeah, at 120 FPS in a closed system or in a perfect situation. Yeah, yeah, Stadia's, yeah, yeah. Stadia's original pitch was that too. Mm-hmm. Um, You have to be, so like granted, like I could probably, because I have gigabit internet, so does, so do you. You have gigabit internet. Mm-hmm. You could probably get fairly decent uh, experience with Stadia because of that. Yeah. But that's only a percentage of the country. Like, you know I mean, not people are going to get that. And especially the people that shop at Walmart. My God, fucking Christ. <laughs> they are not going to get that. Who's this? Huh. I wonder if it's still coming. Oh, I don't know. Interesting. I want to see Walmart's controller. <laughs> is it going to be? A, is it going to be an asterisk? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's too terrible. Okay, let's get into this last topic. So Apex Legend, I haven't played Apex Legend in a while. Um, so is getting a permanent deathmatch mode. Eh. Um, Why? So along with new characters and weapons, they are on their way to Apex Legend. Respawn Entertainment is adding a permanent game mode as part of the Legacy update on May the 4th. May the 4th, two uh, arenas. Uh, in 3 3 team, deathmatch mode has bears several similarities to Valorant. 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 Anyway, a few maps are drawn locations. So, battle maps. Yeah, essentially the new arena, which you'll <laughs> duke it out. But so, I think this is a good. Okay. So, I think it's good for games to have uh, battle royale games to have a deathmatch mode. So you can learn how to use the guns. Learn how to use the guns and learn how the mechanics work yeah. before you get before you go into the real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing, like for instance, like Counter Strike. Um, people deathmatch is considered just oh, like most players, if you start getting into Counter Strike, they'll tell you, oh, go play deathmatch for a while, mm-hmm. because they want you to get used to how the game actually plays. Then come join competitive, yeah, um, or casual. Well, it depends. Um, if, well, th- this is like the way Apex is. It's like a it's a hero battle royale. So how, yeah, I know. Like, would you be able to use your your cooldowns? Yeah, I think it is. I think that's the idea, is that you'll be able to use like cooldowns stuff like that. And, and you you do start with a. Uh, it says you start with a um, like loadouts. Those loadouts you can get, like like how Counter Strike works. Yeah, there's a buy. I phase. think, but but the thing is, you gotta look at it. Like, I'm not looking at it as this is a game mode to replace battle royale. This is a game mode for me before I jump into the real game to learn how to play the game properly, mm. and actually how to how the characters maneuver, how do my special abilities work without having the pressure of playing the battle royale that way. And I get into the pressure situation where I'm in the battle royale. I don't have anything to worry about mechanics. I already have that down. I know what to do now. So I think this is actually a great integration to add into games. So you know how to get used to how it's played, how the controls feel, um, how how do you want your keybind set up, all these things that you can't do on the fly. You can do on the fly, but it with especially something like Apex Legend, you're playing with a team um, and you're not going to set up your hotkeys. Oh, hey, wait a minute, guys. I'm going to go test this out. Nobody's going to want that. So the better idea is do this in deathmatch and figure out all those little, like, things before you actually get into a real match all right all right counter argument your fan base likes battle royals why don't you just shut the hell up and make a couple (laughs) new maps instead of this shit (laughs) all right all right all right sorry 
Because I think that in the end, this will get actually more players nope. because they won't have the pressure of having getting right into the battle Royale. They can ease in and go, I'll play some death matches. I'll learn how this game plays, how the game feels, how the controls work. Then I'll jump into the battle Royale. Nope. Not at all. You're 100% wrong. <laughs> okay. How? How? Because the people playing the game now are already savage. So you're going to jump into that 3v3 and get fucking raffle stomped in a quarter of a second. And you're not going to learn anything either way. At least with the Battle Royal mode, you might land away from people and get a chance to learn some shit. No, I don't think. I think you'll learn because I think, I don't think, I think the people that already know how to play are not going to be playing the deathmatch mode. If it, gonna... wasn't, if it wasn't the big new feature they're hanging their hat on, sure. But yeah, the but that's only. The game's been out for years. Yeah, but that's only the few, like, in the beginning, people are going to check it out. But. Yeah, then, and then they're going to go, why the hell are we playing this instead of a new map? Yeah, but I don't, yeah, no. No, you could have got, they could have got, they could get plenty of people to play Apex with some new maps. The reason why they did this is because it's the easiest, lazy, laziest way to make more money. They don't, the maps that they're using use the same assets they had before. I bet you some of these arenas are just sections of the actual Battle Royal maps cut out. Oh, yeah, of course they are. That's why they did it. Because they could make a big stink about this new mode and add nothing to the game for that new mode. That's why this mode exists. Yeah, but that's like, yeah, but you got to agree, this is a good mechanic to train new people. No. A How? Good, a How? A good way to train new people would be a, uh, what do you call it, mode? A bot mode where you're just playing against bots. Which I did all the time in Call of Duty. Which That would be really a helps. simple way. Yeah, they could do that. The re I'm telling you, the only reason why this mode exists is because they didn't want to spend any money making a new map. Because that requires new assets. This doesn't. It requires them to take assets they already have, rearrange them into smaller maps, and then a couple of overlays, and you're done. And that's all it takes to do. No, it's true. I am watching the, the trailer for it, and some of these things don't look familiar, but when Let you me can take a look. recolor everything and stuff. Let's go ahead and take a look, okay? Apex 3v3 maps. It's called, Let's go uh, ahead and take a look. Legacy gameplay trailer. No, I'm just, I'm looking, uh, I'm going to look at the actual maps. Oh, okay. Because I don't, I could take a look at the maps to figure it out right away. There was, there was supposed, there was rumors that they were going to make uh, a hero that has a mech, but apparently it never happened. Either that or... They decided yeah, to that was, this one first. That was a while ago. Yeah. That was a long while ago. Okay. So the two pictures I have right here, though this is basically um assets that they use on the Olympus map. Mm -hmm. And the other one looks like assets they use on that map that's out of rotation. Ah, uh, okay. The one From we don't see too much. Like, I'm not saying they took, I'm not saying they 100% cut the piece out in all of them. I bet some of them are cut cutouts. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying someone sits down and goes, all right, we're going to make 10 3v3 battle maps. 
and we're going to use the assets we've already made. So the only thing that costs us is the time it takes you to sit down and make the map. Hmm. It's like, you know what? It's kind of like me on Fantasy Grounds where I take and repurpose. I'll repurpose the same map I use multiple times and I'll rearrange stuff in that map so that it looks different. Mm-hmm. But that's still quicker than me taking and finding a whole new map, putting it through one program, cutting out stuff I need, doing all this other stuff, and then putting it in and then rearrange and then setting everything up. I'm cutting out the first two steps because now all I have to do is set everything up. Mm. And that's what I'm talking about. Like I feel I I feel like that's why this exists because EA didn't want to give them the money to do anything. They 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 talked to Call of Duty people and they're like, you know, I got a great idea for you. Do this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make it eighties mode. Come on, you can you know it's a great idea. They are working there. First actually things came out about the next Call of Duty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the next game, but what about the next like a map for battle because they're they're saying that this uh war zone is going to be out for a long time yeah they already well this is like what they 10 said years or something yeah they said that the next call of duty is in the works it just began in the works uh uh a couple days ago and just like how the new black ops uh got integrated into war zone this next one's going to be integrated into war zone along with black ops so it's going to have guns and stuff from all three games i still got to get black ops <laughs> But I want to. So, I want to finish making the studio first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you want to get anything from Activision? I don't know because I like Call of Duty, Duty related. I want to play the the story mode. Oh, you're such a tool. Yes, I am. I like easy games. Okay. <laughs> I like FPS. I do want to, I, I, I think it would be really fun if we did a live, live stream of us playing Hitman. Like the new Hitmans and taking turns trying to get through the Why line. you got to hit a man, you piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, how about we play Hit Woman, asshole? Yeah, it doesn't sound too good, does it? Hit Bay. Oh. Hit Bay. Sexist. Grim, boy. I'm going to have to send you, I won't mention it on this podcast. Like, I sent a thing that was on, that someone posted on the Walmart. Oh. Uh, Reddit that it it it, it, I, it it's pretty dark. <laughs> it's, yeah. How many people did I piss off? <laughs> oh oh, you'll you'll you oh my god. They don't like our podcast, Nate. No 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 no. This is something else. Not us. Not us. This is something else. So anyway, <laughs> so I just bought Tailspire. <laughs> oh nice. I just went and bought it. I'm going to mess around with it. See if I can do anything cool with it. it. Takes a lot to understand by the looks of it. Okay, everybody. This has been the game portion. We're going to move on to technology where we have a number of topics about the quantum internet. And it, well, that's just, yeah, that's just mind blowing in itself. But we also have stories about Joker 2. Space, not space, but Royal Navy is using jet suits. Amazon is going to have to be responsible for third-party safety protocols or products. And Disney offers a very brief glimpse at the workings of their lightsaber. Oh, it's kind of good. We'll get into it. All right.
let's get into technology and what the heck has everybody been checking out this week what in the heck have we been watching since well we all got into we watched the mortal kombat movie last week we all got into but this week what in the heck has been going on mortal kombat movie was shit oh it was your favorite movie I, this year oh wow. actually actually it's <laughs> funny uh uh, because a guy I work with was pointing out he was watching that last scene for a little bit, and he thinks they're going to get <laughs> the uh, what's his face, uh, The Rock to play uh, Johnny Cage. I was like, well, oh my god! Everybody's pushing for Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Okay, that's okay. I'll it. admit, I think it would be funny if The Rock played Johnny Cage. <laughs> I, just I was like, it's gonna be terrible. Oh, it's gonna be. That'd be a little bit. Make will be terrible because terrible. I, I really hope they don't get the rock. That'd be just fucking retarded. But that's oh well. So what I've been watching. So I've got a. I actually had looked up information about it. So, I the whole the whole from one end of of a genre to another. <laughs> so I started watching uh, that show that uh, Grim told me to start watching last week. Uh, Warrior. Yep. Really good. Yeah. Uh, I really like how they transitioned from the English to the Chinese. That's a pretty genius way of doing it. Yep. Because they're like, Xing Shang Wang, hello, da 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 And they're talking yeah. English. It was like, wow, yep. that's great. Yep. That, it the, was, dude, the style is what's so good subtle. about that show. Yeah, like, yeah. Even though, even though they're scrawny bitches, the dudes, the, uh, the guys that he, the group he's with, with the with the younger dude with the knives. Yep. Um at all times they look like badasses walking around in those fucking suits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they always look like they're going to be able to kick anybody's ass. Mm -hmm. it, it's so good. The second season's freaking amazing, dude. Yeah, I got to rewatch one video. I I must have fell asleep cuz I didn't see the scene where the guy dies. But uh where where uh Sub-Zero dies again. <laughs> How many Oh wait, no, he doesn't die. How many episodes are you in? Uh, they're literally uh blew up the. They're they're going into the, the war with the other team, the other side. So it's like, are you on the first season now? Yeah, I'm on the first season. Oh, yeah, it, it was the episode where they go went and uh, where the 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 police officer killed the other guy. Okay, so it's early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that dude. No, that dude doesn't die. Oh, he doesn't. We just, I don't want to give you some spoiler, dude. But that dude's a major key player in the I show. I figured he was, but they, I'm guessing they just they're saying he's dead right now. Like, not to spoil much any much of anything, but the guy who plays Sub Zero basically becomes the bodyguard to the other side, to the leader of the other side. So the main character is kind of opposed to him a lot. In the first two seasons, and they oh, fight. I'm talking about Sub Zero, the the other guy. Okay, you get the other body. Up. Yeah, the other body, the 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 good guy's bodyguard. Well, the guy with the, oh, the wait. screwed up eyeball. Yeah. Okay. You're you're talking about the dude who's actually in other stuff. All right, and I know who you're talking about. Sorry, I got mixed up. Not Sub Zero, the other guy. I know who you're talking about. He's he's in a lot of different older yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 So like, anywho, is it Jason Lee? Is it the guy who plays Bruce Lee in um? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. 
let me look at the cast. Go ahead, continue. I'll look at the cast folks. So, so I was watching that, and it's it's really good. Uh, where is he? I did the fight scenes. Am I wrong? Oh, they Rich, are so Rich, much his, better. Bolo, Bolo. His name was Bolo. Yeah, Rich Ting. His name is. Uh, anywho, so I've been watching that. Fight scenes are great. It's very choreographed, you know, or whatever, you know, however it works. They had that big. It's just so much well done. Yeah. And now there's this terrible show, but I, I now I just need to see what happens. That was made, and it's based on the original series, Kung Fu. It's on the CW. It is Kung Fu. Oh, wait, that, that's where you went wrong. Huh? This is where you went wrong. CW. Oh, well, I, yeah, watched some, I watched some shows on CW. There's only one thing the CW ever did great, okay? And that was the second season of The Flash with Zoom. Oh, yeah, that was a good season. And, and you would have liked this too, Nate, because there's a scene near the end of this thing where Zoom finally is tired of The Flash, so he's going to take him out, right? So he beats the shit out of him, and then it cuts back to, like, this police station. And all the police are there, like... We're gonna we're gonna help the Flash take this guy down. We're gonna take back our city. And then all of a sudden, like a bolt of lightning, Zoom is in the freaking police station, holding the Flash by his freaking neck, dead and limp body, shaking his body back and forth at the cops, like up on top of the balcony. And he's like just shaking the dead body. Then he drops it and just disappears. Oh damn! <laughs> it's nice. like the only pot in the entire series that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's not like dead, but he's so messed up, and you're like. This guy's a threat. I fucking hate CW, though. Holy hell. There was this other uh, villain that ended up being himself from an alternate timeline. That, was, that wasn't bad. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's just funny, because, like, Kung Fu, what that was made in the 70s, you know, that was a thing of its own. And then they made The Legend of Continues, which was like, uh, and now it's even worse with the new one, because it's, uh, there's a guy, the guy who wrote the first one, or or uh, a producer of the original one. Oh, creator of Ed Spielman, creator of the original series, has something to do with this, this new series. And I'm like, wow, how could it be so bad? Uh, but it's it's it, and and like, I don't remember, but this is very like supernatural, like with like magic powers and stuff like that, like a magic sword. I don't remember. M that kind of magic being in the original shows. But it's been a long time, so. But that's what I've been watching. Huh. Good and the bad. Good and the bad. So, um, I got into watching Debris is a really fucking good show. Oh, yeah. Um, It really does feel like Fringe. Yes. But it's the same It's the same writer, though. Yeah, it's yeah. the exact same writer, Um, which is why it feels like Fringe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think but, it would be cool if they had like a cameo from the other people. Um, yeah, like it would be really cool to have some cameos because I was hinting at like it's weird because and they have the thing uh, with bad guys named Jones. <laughs> I've realized <laughs> um, because the one correlation I made right away, uh, even before it showed the guy's face, because I was like, wait, she has like a slightly British voice. Jones was a British guy that they were hunting down in Fringe. Obviously, he's the he's the main. I mean, bad guy throughout most of Fringe. Um, 
aside from Larry Nimoy's character, mm. who wanted to be God, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wait. And before I eventually, I had to look up like what Jones's first name from Fringe was, what the character's first name was, and I realized it didn't collect. Oh. But before that, I was like, wait, she's British. I was like, are they really going to integrate? Because this is the spoiler, everybody. If you've never watched Fringe, please don't listen. Okay. <laughs> Um, because it's a huge spoiler. Fringe ended years ago, so I don't think it was a terrible show anyway. Um, yeah. But it was absolutely one of the best shows. But it ended. <laughs> it, it ended. But it ended by pulling so many things back, like it never happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if they could do an alternate history where Jones didn't actually end up turning into a bad guy, and this is actually her father who becomes this like engineer and stuff like that. But I was wrong, obviously. But I was like, that would have been neat, though. Yeah, but that was more of alternate. I mean, like alternate realities. This is more of uh, aliens. <laughs> well, no, it's alternate. Re- There's alternate realities too. They've already gotten into that. A few oh times. yeah, oh yeah. They they had the uh, that uh, that white wall thing in the middle of the field there. Yeah, there's uh, which creates like pocket universes and shit. Yeah, like, you're right, you're right. Like it is, it is going to get into. I think like multiple. Like it is it's really neat where it's going. Um, and I think if they really wanted to, they could add some snippets to show, hey, this is in the same universe as French. Yeah. What was really interesting is when the guy got stuck in the in the in the in the bridge pillar. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What teleported the... and, and he didn't didn't know where he was teleporting to, so he ended up in mid in the middle of it. In the middle of it, exactly. Yeah, like, that was great. Kill me now. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, it's it's really good. Um, and I'm really glad like he was able to like this writer was actually given like because he says, yeah, I was reading the same. Movie. He has a lot of ideas um, and a lot of the stuff that he's writing in this show are like stuff. He was like writing down in his journal as he was doing fringe. Like, oh, this would be really cool kind of thing. Never got a really chance to do. Now he's integrated into a whole another story. So which is cool. So I really, really impressed with the show so far. Um, and obviously, one show that's really good, if nobody's ever checked it out, season four of uh, Handmaid's Tale is up. And it's, holy crap, that show is so good. Just couldn't get into it. Oh. I watched a couple episodes and I was like, eh. Like, they have such an A-list of actors in that show. It's just, yeah. And the cinematography, everything is oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. done so well. And they do, the the way the director works with colors and stuff is just absolutely amazing. Color is a huge representation on a lot of things in that show. Because there's a lot of gray tones, and when they show color, it usually means certain things. It's like really I, cool. I hear they use a DGA Pocket Go a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, yeah, yeah. No, I did actually get some really cool shots actually because I was on vacation. I was using my DGI Pocket. Um, I got some absolutely stunning slow motion shots of the waterfall we were staying next to, uh, which is really really cool. I actually sent them to the host, and she was like, "Wow, holy crap, those are amazing! Like these are." It was neat. Oh yeah, they can put them on their website. <laughs> yeah, if they want to. Yeah. Um, and I got like a really cool like time lapse and stuff. I also sent to you. Um, but I also got like a bunch. I have a tripod now and stuff. And I got the wireless uh dongle thing, which actually allows me to control it from my phone wherever, like well within a radius of the of the actual pocket, uh, which is really cool. Webcam to the f- firmware. Come on. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Mostly because it's poor. It's a vlog camera. That's why I think because you can use a GoPro. Now. Yeah, true. Yeah, you can use a GoPro now. Very true. Um, but the GoPro is an action camera though. 
I think that's what a lot of people get confused with. And I've realized this after having one. The Osmo Pocket is not in the same class as a GoPro. Well, it can't it, t- it can't take a beating. Oh, okay, it can't take a beating like that. But people try to sell it, and a lot of videos try to compare it to the GoPro. Ah, uh, well, yeah. All of them try to compare it. And it's not the same kind of camera. Uh, a GoPro is meant for action shots. It's an action camera. Mm-hmm. Um, it can handle that kind of thing. Um, and it can do those kind of things. Where the Osmo actually can actually do better, um, more cinematic shots, I guess you could say. Because it actually has the feathering that a gimbal has in it. Um, it has the control you can get with the cinematic lighting and stuff like that. You with controlling apertures and all these other little details and stuff that you can't like really fine tune in a GoPro. That's where the Osmo actually does a better job. If you actually want to get cinematic shots on a vlog where the GoPro can't really do that. And the tracking mechanism is unbelievable. Holy crap. That's unbelievable. And with, you can just, you tap on a subject and it'll follow it. But with the phone, you can actually, you just draw a square on something and then it grabs it. No matter what the object is, it'll outline it and follow it. And it does it really good. That's like, holy crap. The tilt function is probably one of the best things on that thing though. Uh, The tilt function will, um, if you put it to a certain point and say, this is the horizon right here. Don't move from this. It will not move from that horizon. That per- that picture will stay dead still. No matter where you move it. Which is really cool for getting a nice like pan shot of something. Because you can just move your hand across and that will keep a perfect line. And it'll look like it's, you know what I mean? Like on a roller or something. Like the shot was done on rails. So it has a lot of functionality for a little tiny camera. A lot of functionality. Um, so I that's think, what I think I may have found a, a thing, Nate. I'll, a, a thing. What did you find? A way to use, uh, the, the, the Osmo pocket or the, whatever it is as a, uh, um, is it the thing with the what using the wireless dongle? I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. I've already researched that. The problem that is it uses your Wi-Fi. So? You have to, when you hook it up to the computer, you have to hook to that, then you lose your internet on your computer. Why would you? I've used things where I use a little Wi-Fi to connect to the computer. Hell, I've wirelessly streamed my phone to a computer before. Yeah, but you have, but I'm talking about like, I have like, for instance, like I have a gigabit wireless network card in my tower. I'm wirelessly connected to my router. Uh, I can't go ahead and use connect because the Osmo Pocket connects through a wireless, like that little like wireless dongle thing. You have to use your Wi-Fi card to do that. If you do that, you lose your internet. Okay. Because now you're saying connect to that, not. To the router. Well, this is this is how to use your DJI Osmo Pocket as a webcam for meetings in Zoom, WebEx, or any other web. I know. I yeah, it's the same video I saw, and I've downloaded that program, uh-huh. and it does exactly that. It uses your Wi-Fi. That's weird. All right, continue. Uh, so it doesn't actually work. All right. So anyway, let's get into this first topic here. 
So the court says that Amazon is responsible for, oh, what do you call it? Third party safety, yeah, what do you call it for its product? So uh, we all know that whole thing that happened with the, the friggin', uh, those stupid scooter things. The all the safety protocols are having there. Hoverboards, that's it. They were catching on fire and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Amazon may soon be accountable for more than those products than ones directly sell. According to LA Times, California State Appeal Court has ruled that Amazon is responsible for the safety of its third party products available through its marketplace following a 2015 hoverboard fire. While the internet giant agree, argued that it was only connected by is with sellers judge determined that there was a direct link in distribution that made the company liable um so and obviously it gets into this whole giant thing back and forth um where the first time this was brought up the judge uh what do you call it sided with amazon and said oh yeah you guys are just advertisers da, da, da. but now they're really looking into it and they're like well you guys are kind of how are people supposed to know it's a third party or not? Like they're relying on you to make sure what they're buying is actually safe. So yeah, safe. So Amazon's supposedly going to rework its policies possibly, and they're going to be working some things. Um, it will probably be harder for a lot of these companies to get onto Amazon because there's going to be different safety protocols for them to follow or, uh, and whatnot. And to prove obviously the certain legality, like, Certain documentation is probably going to have to be sent to Amazon to prove whatever said product has been certified by uh, whatever safety board or whatnot. Hey, this isn't going to happen kind of thing. Well, so it, it'll be good because you won't have to worry about the batteries exploding. You know, they'll have oh, their, their uh, whatever FCC license for that battery or whatever the hell it is. The UL, yeah. the UL thing. Yeah. Um, And that's what a lot, because like, obviously... If anybody has never looked into that, that hoverboard thing, a lot of them were knockoff like brands that were catching fire because they were just mass producing them wicked cheap um, with these lithium batteries, like and using them incorrectly. And you can't like overcharge certain types of lithium batteries. And li- some lithium batteries are made way better than others, um, and can become very unstable really fast. Well, these and days, that's where these days, if you if you buy something sketchy, it's that's just just gonna happen. <laughs> you, you, if it's cheap and it's supposed to be expensive, there's something that's not going to be right. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you got to think of people's safety, though, at this point. Yeah, well, yes, too. that's what I'm saying. Um, because like most, there's some sketchy stuff on, like, even on Amazon, because it's like, and if if you're buying things nowadays that don't have a charging limiter built in, Oh God! Yeah, because everything's all fast charge now. If they didn't have those limbers, they just, they would just, you know, just explode. Oh yeah, it's pretty bad. You gotta you gotta be careful. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know. Um, that's like in general, like with lithium batteries, like people buy cell batteries, but like there's only a couple brands that I actually recommend even buying because the rest of them are kind of really shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that are out there. So it's a matter of people. Like, like I know a lot of people are not really tech savvy as much, um, but it's really just doing your research. Um, if something looks shady enough, really, if it seems too good to be true um, and you haven't done your research, it probably is. 
Um, but if you do your research, really dig into it, find other people that have the product really and had it for months, not just a week. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, and really find out if it's a decent product. Um, and if they don't have any reviews on Amazon, well, probably don't buy it. <laughs> mm, I've seen stuff like that too. It, it was too good to be true type of stuff, but yeah, don't, yeah, probably yeah, don't buy no, it. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> um, and it's really uh, like people just not knowing when that's not a good deal. Like, Oh wow. Cool. It's like 30 bucks. No. Okay. How much, how many reviews did you look? Is it actually worth it? Did you actually get what you need? Is it actually something that actually works? Mm-hmm. Um, no, it probably isn't. Sometimes it is. Sometimes you find actually really decent products for a cheap price. That it has happened. With I've bought things that are actually a really decent price. Uh, well, that are actually really bit, like a lot of times I'll buy like little camera accessories that are just really cheap, like a little you know knob or something, and mm. it's perfectly fine. I'm like oh, that's good. That's all I needed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But no. But there are good products. Like for instance, like I can point out, um, the company Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, when you come across their products on Amazon, if you never looked up them or known them, you're gonna look. Oh, that's just another cheap keyboard. Um, no, they're the one brand that if you actually review them and look at them and look at reviews and look at other people that have used it, it's right up there with the highest quality keyboards. They make some decent products at a cheap, affordable price, and outperform actually some of the high end stuff too at times. So there, there are rarities on there that are actually very decent companies. Dude, I think we got to be careful. One of the <laughs> one of the viewers on the podcast, I'm kind of scared. It's 2020. 2020 is watching. Oh, <laughs> that, that terrible year is watching. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any trouble this that year. <laughs> I got three checks I didn't really earn or deserve. <laughs> I never lost. I got 40 hours a week. And pay extra. I got nineteen dollars an hour because of the bonus they were paying me. The only thing that sucked is that I ended up using like a quarter of all that extra money to fix my car. Anyway, I gotta go, guys. All right. It's about seven thirty. I gotta eat. It's early, but I w- I had a bunch of shit to do today because I had to bring my mom to the doctor's appointment and all that. So I'm gonna go take a shower and eat. Crash. Have fun with that. If I offended any of you, too bad. I'll see you guys Saturday for D&D. Okay. So, the British Navy has now apparently been testing using jet suits to board ships like seen out of some some because Christopher Nolan film pretty much. <laughs> like According to a new video released by its UK-based uh, Gravity Industries Business Team Insider writes, the tests were conducted over three days on the HMS Tamar, a Royal Navy Batch 2 River-class offshore patrol ship. Um, Royal Mariners, yeah. What the hell? Holy crap. Royal Mariners used gravity industrial jet suits to conduct a vast board search and seizure operation, or VBSS. Basically, <laughs> marine launch from a fast boat what the hell this is like something from a bad b like action movie (laughs) (laughs) flew through the air uh likely ass and landed on the ship dropping a rope below and yeah this is like i mean obviously if it works it works but like is it like and the there's a video here if anybody wants to check this out listen to this podcast just research it 
um and you'll see the video they did of it and it, it, it's it's pretty crazy um and obviously it's a very fast way to board a ship <laughs> well freaking grim closed discord so i'm trying to fix everything oh no um like and he just goes back to the little patrol ship with this freaking rocket pack thing grabs something comes right back like i can just see like in the future like the coast guard if they have to seize a ship you see like 20 coast guard guys can fly it over on like jetpacks with guns like like <laughs> what the hell so oh. if you guys want to watch us live on twitch.tv slash get tech geeks we're playing the video right now Oh, it's one of these these things. Yeah, I've seen these before. This is how yeah. they, 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 they dressed some guy up like Iron Man and did this. Oh yeah, yeah. There's real these are real suits and stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy. Like they've come a long way with how well these suits actually work. Yeah, they but look a lot easier to control. Yeah. Because the, when they first came out, they're like, whoa. But it's 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 like hovercraft but in arms, right? It's not like oh, pretty actual much, yeah. jets, is it? Is there like really like strong air fans? Well, that's what a jet is, pretty much. But yeah, well, well, yeah. Is it battery powered though, or is this gas powered? Uh I want to say these are gas powered. I don't know if it says in this article actually. If these oh, are gas powered, he pulled out a, like a, a fake gun or something too. Okay. Um, I think I think these are gas powered. Yeah, that's a gas line. Okay. If, right. if you look at the close up, that's a gas line. Yeah, that's gas powered. That's neat. I wonder how long they can go. It can't be that long. I would guess they could probably go for a half hour, maybe not even that. I don't have the volume on, but I'm wondering how loud it is. It does sound like a jet engine. I think it is. There are mini jet engines. Oh, okay. Jesus. Pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I can just see, like, in the future, you'll see these things with, like, guns attached to them. You'll yeah. fly in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like what's gonna Jesus be crazy. Um, but I think that I, for the most part, that was proof of concept actually. So it could actually work. I like how and he I'm... takes the arms things right off and hangs them like it's not a like, yeah. in the butt. Yeah, it's like a glove pretty much. Yeah, you just yeah, take yeah. them off. Yeah. Eventually, in time, they'll figure out how to make that less. Uh, I don't know big <laughs> like, well the, yeah well like the guy comes out he's got he's gonna, like i hope that thing's got like some armor on it because it's gonna explode mm. what the hell's that on his leg i don't know what that was but uh that's pretty neat i'd like to try one out oh yeah definitely be neat. i'm sure you, these guys probably went for like months of training and stuff though too oh yeah yeah, yeah. of how to use these things so. I don't think I tried on a moving boat. <laughs> oh yeah, well I'm, yeah, they were on top of fucking roof. Holy crap! I don't know. I think it would take just it would take us you know a couple hours to figure it out, and a decade to master. <laughs> it would take a while to really master, but I can definitely see the military definitely using something like this in the future, though. I can see somebody using this as a like a special ride or something. 
Because they do it with that water jet. Well, yeah, that's a that's different. Though. That's a water jet, yeah. Uh huh. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, granted, when it becomes small, it's not so much a matter of when it becomes smaller, because you have to have enough thrust and enough air, like wind, like to pulling to push you up. So I don't know how much smaller they can actually get the jets themselves. Those can't really get much smaller. What they can is think of a better power source that would last longer. Hey. They just need to call Tony Stark, okay? Yeah. That's all they got to do. And replace their heart with a power core. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think that's really what it comes down to for people using these for, like, personal use. And obviously, there'd, there'd be all kind of safety regulations and training involved to actually use one of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, if, they were, if people were ever going to use these for personal use, there'd be so many different rules you have to follow you have to register with like 20 different things and everything else and yeah because obviously you can't need people just flying around the sky everywhere that's kind of ridiculous um there'd be yeah, accidents people all were thinking there was gonna be flying cars and then you think about it and you're like yeah he thinks accidents are bad with some people now <laughs> well no well i think flying cars will be a thing um they just won't be driven by humans or well yeah um, and they'll have like redundant, super redundant, like safety protocols, yeah. um, that will probably will not even function if even the slightest thing goes wrong. Um, they'll probably demand to go in for repair if any of the littlest thing goes wrong is what it'll work is what it'll be. I'm surprised they haven't made like skylines. Skylines. Like, like, well, more like, more like, uh, what they, what's you that? have monorails. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Monorails. There's how many places do have monorails besides like Disney? I'm surprised uh-huh. they didn't become a big thing. I guess they have the T in like New York and stuff or, or in, Ma- in Massachusetts, yeah. but well, the T is not really a monorail, but anyway, no, uh, well, it's the closest. It's not the way it works isn't a monorail, but it's like, no. like it's as close as you're gonna get to it being. Oh. Everywhere, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because the monorail is um, really cool. Yeah, well, dirigible is a most worth thing, but uh, <laughs> true, true. Uh, but then there was the Hindenburg that flew <laughs> over Rhode Island, didn't it? Yeah, it actually, I mean, flew yeah. over Westerly. There's pictures. Yeah. And it's yeah, pretty neat. Yeah, and create yeah. at the same time. You're like, wow. Yeah, here's the, yeah, but that could be fine. Like, they don't use explosive gas anymore. <laughs> Blimps don't use explosive gas. No, no, that's where they went wrong. <laughs> Why would you use an explosive gasoline? I don't get it, people. What what where, do it, blimps use? What I do forget you, what. Yeah, um, a type of hydrogen, but not explosive. Like, what in the hell, people? Are you thinking like you're in a giant fu- with a hundred couple hundred people? Like, oh my god! <laughs> oh well, there has to be sacrifices for innovation, I guess. Unfortunately, it was a giant ball of fire. They're filled with helium. Yeah, it's helium, non-flammable and safe. Yeah, non-flammable, but expensive. Yeah, it's obviously it's expensive, but. But it's non-flammable. The Hindenburg was not. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just, I, 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 like I said, I just the 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 picture over the Westerly Library with the Hindenburger in the background. Yeah, <laughs> it's like whoa. Uh, All I can think of is like Indiana Jones. Alternate universe Zeppelin. <laughs> Alternate universe. There was Zeppelins everywhere. Oh well, that was what that was actually what the Empire State one was. Empire State Building was supposed to be actually, if you look at the original plan stuff. It was supposed to be a landing platform. Oh, really? Yep. That's <laughs> actually not a joke. That actually was one of the one of the original things. It's, it's pretty crazy. I was like, wow. Future that never happened. Okay, so the world's first multi-node network just took us closer to ex- what do you call it? Basically, the quantum internet. So. Uh, scientists have gotten one step closer to quantum internet by creating the world's first multi-node quantum network. Researchers at the Futech uh, Futech Research <laughs> Center in the Netherlands created the system, which is made up of three quantum nodes entangled by a spooky law. Well, it, the law is called spooky action. That's, that's what Einstein coined the phrase as. Um, in quantum mechanics, when two subatomic particles are split apart and then they react instantly no matter how far apart they are so and it's first the uh two quantum quantum bit whoa <laughs> okay what happened the lights like flickered wow <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> so calculations and quantum computer have been linked together as nodes or network endpoints research expects the first quantum networks to unlock basically a wealth of computer applications that can't be performed by existing classification devices, such as faster competition and improved, what do you call it? Basically, uh, cryptography, like kind of things. Like, well, like it really gets the best way to put this, people, because people are listening to our podcast that we started on gaming and they're still listening. So, to put this really simply, so we talked about Stadia and we talked about uh, GeForce and Walmart's gaming thing, and there's the PlayStation. Uh, online gaming thing. There is Xbox Live game thing. There's they all have these live game services where you don't have to actually own the game. You just play it right off their servers. Now imagine a service, an internet, and a service ran on a quantum computer with a quantum network running it in your own home. You, it that playing that game would feel no different than it being hardwired to your TV. Because it would be, it would be. You'd, you'd, have, you'd have reverse lag. You'd be hitting the button, button before the game knows. <laughs> well, you mean the game would know jump before you hit the button. There you go. Yeah. 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 That would be. Yeah. It, it would feel. Yeah. You know, I mean, it would feel like. I mean, you you're right there because it would be instantaneously, instantaneous. And then, um, then wireless VR will work. <laughs> Oh, yeah, wireless VR. Um, Wireless communication in general. Uh, Once you add quantum computer into the element, we get rid of lag altogether. Lag is gone. Um, What's the speed of that? What? Speed? There's no speed. There's no speed of quantum internet? No, it wouldn't have a speed. It'd be just the internet. (laughs) It would be instant. Um, because you gotta think you're using in qubits. So qubits is a quantum entangled 
um, bite, I guess you could say, is the best way to put it. Um, and they're communicating, they communicated two to zero and one in this demonstration anyway. Um, and the communication happened like instantaneously because that's how it works. And obviously that's the original experiment that Einstein even did um, where he called spooky action at distance because he couldn't explain it. It just kind of freaked him out um, because he couldn't know why when you're affecting one subatomic particle, it automatically affects the other one. Like exactly. There is no delay. It just, boom, it just happens. Um, and he was like, that's, there's something strange about that. So obviously he coined the phrase spooky action at distance, but it's just how quantum particles interact that are split apart. They're still somatomically connected. That we actually don't completely know yet. There's a lot of theories of how they're connected, but we actually don't completely know. Uh, the current running theory is string theory or M theory, technically right now, of how it's actually connected through a vibrational sequence of dimensions and stuff. But we don't completely understand that yet. There's just a lot of theories. Uh, but the fact that we're already testing it with computers and stuff is huge. Granted, we're going to be, we're good like 20 years out from possibly having a quantum internet or quantum computers, but we're seeing the first blips of it. Um, I'm, st I'm still waiting for uh, real 5G. Not this. Oh, like I get like what? I can get like 150 over 80 or something on this with 5G. And it's isn't 5G supposed to be like really, really fast? Uh, depending on how close you are, it's supposed to be up to like almost a gigabit speed. Yeah. And I was right next to a tower and I didn't even get that. 1.8 gigabits is the, there's a MM wave. Yeah. The, the, the top speed is 1.8. Yeah. On AT&T. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, but what does uh, any phone have that? Yeah, I yeah, don't I don't know. There is any network able capable of pushing that through your phone, or yeah, I don't know. That's a whole other problem. But like the biggest thing that this is going to be really good for, though, a lot of people don't realize, like, um, the Mars rover is gotta be a fucking challenge to maneuver. Holy hell, waiting like was it 15 minutes? I think they have to wait after every movement and then watch the camera to make sure it worked out. And like they don't, they, they can't had trouble digging with it, or they, they, we, they, they got something there right now that they were digging with. Yeah, they were digging a hole or something. Yeah, because you got okay, so it's not a matter of just hitting the controller and pushing the button forward, mm -hmm. okay, and going over to drive around Mars. Yeah, they do that in the end, they don't technically push a controller. What they have to do is actually look at the camera, measure the surface of where it is, how far they want to go, uh, measure the distance uh measure like how much thrust all these things with all the rocks that are possibly in the way the how high the level elevation is or how low the level elevation is then they got to put in the computer okay move forward this many um stop here use this rotor turn right here for 0.3 seconds they got to put all those like navigational things into the rover then hit enter and then wait 15 minutes for it to come back on the camp. Well, it's actually about 30 because it's 15 minutes to get there and then 15 minutes to come back. So that's a half hour after you just hit injure. You pray that your navigation you just put into that thing worked and it went the right direction. 
that you just calculated and you hope your calculations are not wrong and your math was right like so, so, holy so basically when we see those uh the videos of the rover moving it's in time lapse and it looks oh like oh yeah Oh yeah, those are all time lapsed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Those are all those are a whole bunch of shots put together. A lot of shots put together. Sometimes they will do big moves if they can get a good amount of um, view of where the rover is and what landmass is in front of it. They can set it to move for a while, and because they'll have a good calculation how far they want it to go without running into anything or having to move or maneuver anything, maneuver around anything. They do that, but it still lets they still have to wait a while. Um, this right here, quantum networking will allow instant communication with things like that. They could just drive around the Rover and have the imaging coming back like instantly, just drive it around like a car. Um, which would be great, especially for manned missions to Mars that are going to happen because, well, that's the thing too. We wouldn't be doing this anyway. By the time we have quantum networking, we're going to have probably several manned missions to Mars at that point already have happened we'll probably have a colony on mars but crazy by that point which would be allow for quantum well which would allow for instant communication to people like talking to their loved ones and stuff that are on those missions well speaking of space while you're on it uh that uh ufo stuff is supposed to be coming out what next month has it been 180 days since that bill i said don't know but i said june yeah, it's about a, yeah. So it's getting close to 180 days, where Congress has to fully disclose. Oh boy, they're among us. <laughs> They've been here the whole time. It could be you. <laughs> Actually, this is like a side change because they have a little bit of time here, not a whole lot of time. Because I want to get the next up. Mm. Uh, but I don't. Do you know that the Maori are the indigenous people to? Uh, New Zealand. No, I know about the ones in Australia and that 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 weird area. It's like a plateau or something. Well, it's like the same kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, that's the same, same deal. Anyway, so <laughs> I was listening to this thing. Uh, recently, there was an excavation. People found these like old ruins, right? Really old ruins. Um, that were like perfectly carved. You like they really don't look like they were done by any kind of like old like chisels or anything like that. Any stone tools. It looks like it was done by modern machine. Mm -hmm. So they were given the rights to, oh yeah, the Maori, basically the people that run the government, they are like, obviously people that are from New Zealand, they're all descendants from the Maori, which are the people from New Zealand. Um, and the Maori government said, oh yeah, you go for, a, we don't know what the heck that is. We don't know, what the, we have no history of it. Go investigate it all you want. These archaeologists did. It's an independent archaeological company. They looked at, they dug up, and then they found deeper. And they were like, wait, where the hell? This goes way deep. But they found an underground cavern. They weren't able to dig into it yet, but they know it was there from the testing. And then as soon as the government got a hold of it and found out what they found, all of a sudden, they were, oh, no, no, that's that's us. That's, that's our ancestor stuff. Um, but the Maori have no history of using, making anything out of stone ever. Hmm in their entire history and they've only been there since tw the uh according to their own history they've only been there since 1200 ad um and the carbon dating that the early that the archaeologists did early on in this excavation found that they were easily um uh, 10,000 to 13,000 years old hmm. 
It's like, these are way older. You are not the... And then I guess the International Archaeological Society backed up the New Zealand government and said, oh, no, no, this is them. There's no evidence for it that it's them. They just did it. And then I looked into it. It goes back to land rights. So if this is proven that those are not the... They're not the indigenous people of that, of New Zealand, it'll take away what's called landowner rights from New Zealand. Um, and they lose certain privileges um, basically of control of New Zealand. Hmm. And that's what it all comes down to. Um, because if they actually prove that they weren't the original inhabitants, they lose that. So it all, it's all a political game. It's ridiculous. When it's like the truth should actually come out. Listen, like there was people here over 13,000 years ago a civilization well over older than the Sumerians. They were here and they built some elaborate structure that looks like it was done by modern machinery. <laughs> we aliens. should maybe look into it. Not aliens. It's us. It's us. They, we just don't want to face that. We, okay. That we were wiped to extinction over 12,000 years ago when we were possibly an advanced society, possibly more advanced than we are today. Mm -hmm. Which actually that's one movie I did watch Greenland. Which was only an okay move. They got some of the science completely wrong. Greenland? Greenland. I never heard of it. It's an apocalyptic movie where um, a bunch of asteroids hit the planet. Oh. Okay. And everything and turned green afterwards? And the, no, no. There, no, there's a secret uh, military base where they're kind of hoarding people into in Greenland. Ah, uh, okay. So, but it's pretty great. Like, the graphics are really cool. The Some of the special effects are good. Some of the special effects you can tell, like, okay, wait. You guys worked on that really well, but you screwed up that. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're thinking, but it wasn't a bad movie. It was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. Um, so, but I love those kind of movies, but only because I'm pretty sure that's what exactly what happened to us 12,000 years ago is we were hit by a very couple, three huge, large comets. And about wiped us out completely. So, okay. Star Wars. So, Disney offers a very brief glimpse at this working lightsaber. So, I've seen this video. Um, and I'm not so sure, like, um, exactly about this thing. <laughs> So it's a plausible-looking lightsaber in action, providing you be willing to manage your expectations. The Verge notes that Disney has unveiled the workings retractable lightsaber. You'll see when the Star Wars Galaxy Star Cruiser Luxury Hotel opens at Walt Disney World Resort in 2022. I would love to go to this, but it's probably going to be so expensive. Oh, oh my God, I would love to go to this. While Disney didn't explain how it worked in the extra brief video, Below, parents suggest that a motor extends a blade made by LEDs illuminate a plastic. Obviously, that's exactly what they're doing. Um, in in the one you get, you can get right now at Galaxy's Edge, it's two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually not. It's okay. It's not great. Uh, there's way better out there, um, and there's way better websites out there that do a way better job. Well, so that means what we need to happen is for this to come out and then they figure out how it works and then make the good ones. <laughs> well, they, yeah. Um, 
yeah, no, but I'm guessing like a lot of this video I think is doctored too. You think it like goes up really slow or something? No, I think some things are edited out. Hmm. Well, they also haven't shown how it goes down. Maybe you have to push it down, but it it it, it, it loads itself up. Maybe it's got just some lifters in it and like little motors in it. Um, I mean, yeah, it could. What is it? Gal Star Cruiser? Is that a? It's a hotel. Oh, it's a luxury hotel. Okay, I don't know. Hmm. I thought it looked neat. I was like, it looks, it looks really neat, but I don't trust that there was some VFX going on in that to edit out like all the imperfect, I mean, imperfections that are with the product. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's neat. I don't think it's going to be as flashy once we actually see the real product. It's going to be, I mean, it might be okay. They'll overcharge for it, I'm sure. Um, and for one, it probably will not be, um, like, there's a good reason, like, a lot of people buy a lot of the collectible lightsabers and stuff like that, to, obviously, as decorative pieces. And whatnot, but they also do it. A lot of people do their own like independent, like old Star Wars films and stuff like that. And you can have the decorative pieces, and then you can just buy different blades to change out for them that are made for like battle ready sabers to do like uh fight scenes for like your own like private like Star Wars movie and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Th that way, you don't end up breaking like the actual good ones. I'm I'm watching the concept behind the tech. There's a concept behind the tech. Yeah. Where's that? Huh? Where's that video? Uh, I just looked it up. I'll... Oh, okay. And basically, they're showing tape measures. Tape measures, like, like tape measures in the concept. Interesting. There's a little animation here of tape measures and how it's going up and down, but I don't know. Well, okay, yeah, like that would work because a tape measure is very stiff, but how would you keep it there? Um, yeah. Like it ain't going to stay straight. Yeah, I don't know. But like it's it's like you'd have to roll back up. You know yeah, what I mean? Those how are you going to make it? Yeah, how are you going to make it go back down? I don't know. Well, you can, you could make it go down just like a tape measure, but after it retracts to a full like straight line, how's it going to stay in a straight line? Like you can like, have you ever done that with a tape measure? You can do that for like a couple seconds. Yeah. And then just go, yeah. Believe me, so I, had, I had to do some measuring stuff here and kept falling. But Actually, it says, recently, it says it works yeah. like a tape measure. That's really strange. I don't know. I recently bought a digital tape measure. Oh yeah, I've seen those. Though. I don't know. I don't completely trust it's going to be as flashy as it looks in the video. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so last topic. Joker 2 reportedly still in development. Uh, Joker still is still in development according to a new report directed, uh, directed and produced by Todd Phillips who co-wrote the screenplay with Scott Silver. Joker quickly became a hit when it 
premiered on October 2019. The film, based on DC's comic idea, shared Joaquin Phoenix the title role, Return of Batman, and most choice what antagonist. The film grossed over a billion dollars at the box office. Oh, what a flop! And one, uh, it's so great. Oh my god, great movie. Uh, given its success, many have expected a sequel. And although Phillips has, what do you call it, has said that he discussed Joker 2 with Warner Brothers and that it remains a possibility, nothing official has been revealed. Um, but now there's, I guess, there's an indication that it actually is in the works, uh, which is really cool. Uh, and a new report from, obviously, THR indicates that Joker 2 still is knowing it. It's the same article. Um, so I think this would be really cool, especially the fact that we saw him pretty much turn into the Joker, exactly the Joker we saw, like the Joker is, um, at the end. Um, and the film, it was just such a dark film. The lighting was done so well. The cinematography was holy crap. It was just so well done. Um, the long shots that they did some of this in this like this movie, like the long pauses and stuff, the awkward silences, like they did such a great job. Joaquin Phoenix did such an outstanding job of a guy that's just really been abused and misunderstood. And eventually he lashes out. Obviously you can only push somebody so far. Um, it was just an absolutely, it's a tragic story. Absolutely tragic story, but yeah. usually some of the best stories are tragic stories. Um, but Joaquin Phoenix's acting is absolutely like, this is probably his best acting he's ever done is in this movie. Um, it's so stunning. Like, and the fact that he like, he did the research to like, cause this is a real disability these, that people have. Mm. He did such a great job of like showing the horror, like these people have to go through, like um, to be taken seriously. And yes, they get, I'm sure they get treated like crap. Um, especially during the time frame and like things like happen, like in this movie where he was getting his medication and stuff for a while and getting taken care of for the most part. And then all of a sudden the state pulls funding and he was like pretty much left out on the street. Um, and that happens a lot, like with certain, like, it's just sad. Mm-hmm. It's like, these are people that actually need help. Like you can't just turn your back on them and they go, oh, we don't have the funding. Well, pull your funding from somewhere else. Like, cause I'm sure there's something else that doesn't need your funding. Like, <laughs> like your police ball or whatever else you're in a fucking fund does yeah. not need that money. Um, like you don't need to update the city, like cop cruiser cars or anything this year. Just give the funding more to know. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just people that actually, it's just sad. And that's why I really love this movie because it actually showed a lot of things that really do happen in our real life that are a problem. There are a real problem. And it turns good people that are really trying to be good people into bad people. Which is obviously what happened at the end here. He finally just gets pissed enough and he blows that guy's head off. (laughs) On live television. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he thought it was funny to make fun of somebody with a disability. Does he know he's at the disability in the movie? Oh, yeah. 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 He definitely knows. Um, so, 
Yeah, I think this is going to be absolutely great, though, if they do a sequel. Like, I don't think they'd be dumb not to. Just the amount of money and yeah, yeah. the amount of reviews they like. But with 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 the sequel, though, how will it play out? What do you think? Like, I think I think they'll obviously lead into the Joker. Um, well, obviously, I don't think Batman's going to be in it. Batman's still a young kid, like according well hinted at in this movie, he's still a young kid. See, that's the the problem I'm running into. Batman's gonna be like, by by the time Batman is Batman, Joker's gonna be like in his seventies. <laughs> well, this is the thing though too. You saw that at the very end of this movie, a whole bunch of other people like wearing like the Joker masks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Is this movie going to be in the universe where this this movie exists? Mm-hmm. Is this going to be an inspirational story to what causes the Joker to become the other Joker to be the Joker? Was so, he inspired by this guy? Well, that's just like how uh, Gotham ended. Well, not ended, but so there's this kid Jerome, and mm-hmm. he he, dude, the kid acting like him, that he could have been the Joker. Like even the way he talked, he sounded like almost like Mark Hamill. You know, it was great. Oh wow, it was really good. I was like really impressed. But they wouldn't call him the Joker because of rights well, yeah, they couldn't. Yeah, they never. But it was he was fantastic. And then like he had a twin brother, who he because he died, but they had this they had the thing where like his face was ripped off and he had to put it back on. Oh geez, just like in like one of the comic books. Like I guess he yeah. he had this. So his face back on and shit, it was it was really good. I was really impressed with that. Out of any anything in Gotham, that was like the best that they did. Because some of, some of it was meh, but I really liked the air quote Joker guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They even like when you when they asked like who's the best Joker, they put him in there now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some really good Jokers. Like my personal favorite. Is uh the uh what's his face? Why can't I think of his name right now? I can see his face. Um, the Ledger. No, uh, in the eighties. Nicholson. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He is, he's my favorite Joker. Mm-hmm. Probably because that's like one of my first experiences. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. With Bat- a Batman aside from the sixties Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was so campy, it was ridiculous. It's such a yeah. Like when 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 I first saw the, like the '80s Batman, I'm like, "What is this? This isn't Batman." I'm you know because we had that hokey. Stuff. Yeah. How uh, bad? Yeah. Like what the <laughs> hell? Is <this? laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> but like speaking of '80s, I watched this video uh, Aldo put up, and it was oh, yeah. it was this there's this person that he's making a Batman '80s. Uh, it's like a town walkthrough game. Like you jump in, you walk through the Batcave a little bit. You jump in the Batmobile and drive around in Gotham. But that's really all you can do. It's just a walking simulator, basically. But it it with a little work, it looks great. It would be really cool. Here we go. I would I love an eighties like a Michael Keaton Batman movie, which they I yeah. guess they finally uh came out and said that yes, he is going to be in that movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The what was it? The so, Flash movie, I think, or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so it's gonna be cool. That's awesome. Yeah, but like I said, he's not technically. I know he's not like Nicholson's not the best like Joker, but he's just like the one like as I nostalgic 
that version that I thought was on the first Batman movies I saw it. I was like, really liked it as a kid. So, mm-hmm. but that and Mark Hamill's voice. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's obviously done a great job. Like, like I, I bet in his heyday he could have been a Joker. They could put some makeup on him. Oh, he could easily have been. Yeah, yeah, easily. I, I guarantee he can make a face. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm there's sure. a, there's a in like Willem Dafoe. Will he? Ooh. He can He's play one ugly bastard. He can play a really grid. <laughs> he could make he could play an old Joker. Well, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he could play like an old Joker. That would be freaking creepy. Oh man, he would do a great job. But anyway, all the Joker and jokes aside, this has been talking gaming and tech. We'll be back next Wednesday. Remember, if you're listening to us on whatever podcast service you have, including Spotify, because they're our sponsor, you can let us know how we're doing over there. Even if you just give us a few stars, that's fine too. But, and I know a lot of people don't say anything on podcasts. This is something I found out from other podcasters and stuff like that. Nobody ever interacts on the thing. They just might, they give you stars or whatever, but at least share it out to whatever social media service that you have. Let other people know, hey, I checked out this podcast. This was interesting. They bantered about this and that and the other thing. So, if you do that, we'd appreciate it. But thank you for listening. And we will be back next week. And for all you YouTube listeners, well, watchers out there, we will be back on YouTube soon. We're probably going to be making a video. What happened between now and then? The new studio, all the other things. So we have a lot of things planned coming up. Um, so be watching because eventually the video is going to be up there soon. Very soon. But until next week. For the latest and greatest in gaming and tech, get teched, everyone, and we'll see you next time.